Hello, hello, hello. We're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast. Josh, Podcast. my friend, how are you Andrew. doing on this Thursday? Dude, I'm doing great, and your eyes are looking especially blue today. It's good to see it. <laughs> well, it's probably because I have a flannel on that has a lot of blue in it. Um, yeah, that thanks, may be for the, that may be thanks for the compliment, <laughs> as always. Uh, <laughs> your picture is the looking blurry. Yeah. The funny thing about, I was trying to say that too. So the funny thing about that comment is it could be a lie because your picture is very blurry and I can only see that. Okay. You are. <laughs> but I'm That's assuming hilarious. that it's true. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I not mean, a lie. I'm just assuming that I'm, your eyes are extra blue today. They are extra blue. Thank you for noticing. Even through a blurry image, that's how blue they are that you can tell. Um, you are you are sounding much more chipper than uh, than the last few times we've talked, and I'm glad that you're yeah, maybe that's... feeling back to normal. It's great. Yeah, it's funny to like look back on it. So I I had dinner with my mom. Uh, I don't know sometime last week, and um, I think she thought I was going to die. <laughs> she was very yeah. affectionate <laughs> when, I, when I walked up. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which like definitely a possibility i don't think i was super close to dying like i never went to the icu or something like that it was in and out of the hospital in 24 hours but uh it could have <laughs> got there it could have got shady there uh pretty quick Dude, i don't know man i think you have a uh, sugar-coated memory of it because i was from afar but when I prayed for you in the couple days after you were out of the hospital, I, t- I straight up just prayed, God, don't let Josh die. Please preserve his life. Like, Because I was trying to think of what to pray. And that's what kept coming to mind. So I'm yeah. like, okay, like, it was, help this it, dude out. It was probably a possibility. Like, oxygen levels, you know, dropping drastically. Uh-huh. It's um, a big deal. Been bad. And the reality is like, because yeah. why people die is they're, they can't get oxygen levels back up. So there could have been right. a chance of like the oxygen that I was taking wasn't enough or wasn't working. And yeah, I guess I could have died. Uh, but I did. I, do ha- it. I have to, uh, I have to ask you one, one COVID related question before we go on. Then I won't make you keep talking about it, but I know you had that awesome nap in your truck in some random parking lot. And I'm really curious if great. you've continued that, that strategy post COVID, <laughs> like, are you just the truck nap guy now, or like, are you thinking about it? Like, you done with that? Yeah. No, I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't thought about it, but now that you bring it up, I'm <laughs> I'm considering it. Like, it's it's definitely a possibility. Especially like it's getting cold here. Like, I had to walk my dog this morning. It was thirty degrees out, right? Um, right. Which meant like I had to go back all the way upstairs and get pants on. Um, because I used to just yeah. walk my dog in my underwear for my neighbors, <laughs> just, you know, just just give them a show. <laughs> um, just kidding. I'm usually wearing shorts, but uh, it was too guy. cold for shorts this morning. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely times that I'm ready to go to bed, and it's after like ten o'clock, and my dog right. only pees out front um, because he's mm-hmm. terrified of my neighbors' dogs that bark through the fence. Uh, so there's been times like that. I've definitely been outside in my underwear, but it's ten o'clock. Like children should already be in bed. Uh, and if you want to be a creeper adult and check me out while I'm letting my dog pee and poop, uh, that's on you. Like I'm not, I'm not owning that, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, uh, it definitely could be a possibility napping in the car. I don't know. There's something about it. that's like cocoony, right? Like the, the car seat just kind of wraps around you. You get the heat going. 
Um, and like, you just, you just feel like, I don't know, like your mama's holding you still as a little baby. They may be, that may speak to some like deeper issues, but, uh, <laughs> 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 that's so funny. Oh man. The things that you say when being recorded that you're immediately like, why did I, why did I put that out to the world? But you're like, you know, uh, at some 32, I need you to cut all of it. <laughs> cut every bit of that oh man well it would be hilarious if you're like yeah like a year from now you're like yeah when i'm really tired i just love to hit up the costco got a nice view like great spot <laughs> like just a, you have you're like you like, have like key spots in the city like, yeah. Yeah, this is, yeah. i was like for this kind of sleep that i need i actually go down to this place this yeah. parking lot's perfect for it <laughs> um, <laughs> If I'm talking like midday uh, sleep, like, dude, I'm not going to Costco. You find me at Walmart in the back by the delivery section. Midday. Uh, yeah. You don't want to be in Costco on a, on a no, midday. No, that's a no. bad, that's a bad totally. day. Totally. Uh, you're yeah, not going to be able to find a spot to sleep. And then there's so no. much traffic around you that you're not going to get any sleep anyway. It's like be constantly right. cars pulling in and out. You need the quiet parking lots. You're going to have you midday need a quiet in your car. That's right. Dude, the um, problem is I listen to a couple of podcasts that I really like, uh, yeah. but I'm weird and I can only listen to them when I'm in the car because like, huh. I can't listen while I'm working. Really? I get distracted, can't pay attention oh, yeah. to what I'm actually trying to do. Um, yeah. And then like, I'll try to turn them on like while I'm doing stuff around the house and let them play through the speakers and I'm stop paying attention to it. And, like 20 minutes goes by and you're like, I have no idea what they're talking about anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really just the car. So you have to like find excuses to drive in the car for a long distance so you can get like right. a good podcast in or it takes you like six weeks to get through a podcast because the only time you're getting in your car is, you know, to go get Starbucks in the morning, which I'm not getting anymore. So I probably saved myself <laughs> yeah. 100 dollars this month because yeah, coffee still tastes Starbucks gross. every well, day, basically. Still gross. Yeah. Pretty right. close to it. Right. Uh, I do like Dude. good old iced coffee with nothing in it because that bitter yeah. just slap in the face in the morning is a good day but it tastes mm. i don't even know how to describe the taste but it does not taste good yeah yeah Post that COVID. sucks man i mean it'll save you some bucks i guess not getting starbucks um but yeah man yeah well glad you're back in action maybe one day you'll like coffee again uh maybe not uh we'll we'll keep you posted people on that whether josh is a coffee drinker or yeah, we'll update uh, or not Hot coffee yeah. is fine. I can drink hot coffee. Oh, hot? Hot is fine? For real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. It still has a weird taste to it, but it's not gross. Yeah. 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 Weird, iced coffee man. is gross, unfortunately. I know. It's a Dude. sad day. Um, I love me some coffee. Yes. I, was, I do too. And I like survive on coffee. I don't do drugs at all. Like I, there's no like other oh, really? thing except caffeine in my life. And when I did, love when did you me stop? some caffeine. Was that recent? <laughs> when did you stop? No, I just feel like yeah, there's didn't like... you take like didn't you take a like a line of coke every morning? I think you I think you smoke, <laughs> no. smoke coke. No. Uh, Never if you are if life. you are a coke dealer or take coke, let me know how you take it. But I'm pretty sure it's snorted. <laughs> isn't coke just short for cocaine or is that maybe a different drug? This Dude, is showing a lot know. about what we know about drugs. <laughs> I know in the movies, Coke and cocaine are the same thing, but I don't really know, dude. Like, I don't know. There's a show on Amazon on Prime you, that looks real when intense. You, that's when about, you get like, your marijuana from your drug dealer this week, can you ask him? 
if it's the same. <laughs> when I get my marijuana. Uh, no, I, I don't do don't do marijuana, but I do do caffeine. And we get like a couple bags of coffee a week. Like we go hard in the paint. Dang, um, a couple bags? Yeah, just because we've ran out before. And it's like, it's a bad day when we run out with two little girls. When Jana and I fair. are just like miserable and desperately making tea and being upset about it. All of that. So have you guys, have you guys not jumped on the Dunkin' Donuts train? Isn't that super popular in the East, in the East Coast? I mean, it, it's fine. It is super popular. They're everywhere around here. Like Dunkin' Donuts is good, but it would not be my primary coffee. It's good for like, if you're taking a road trip, they have good iced coffee. Um, I think their hot coffee is terrible, but their iced is good. Um, and then they have like you good have breakfast them- sandwiches and stuff. You have to tell them uh, light milk though, or they'll just give you milk, milk and sugar, and a little bit of coffee, like two little right. like teaspoons of coffee. Totally, yes, you do, yes, you do. So no, we have not officially jumped on the Dunkin' Donuts train. We do hit it up and always come away with the donut when we do, because I have a three year old now, um, and she loves donuts. But uh, yeah, as, I like their iced coffee. Does. It's a good, it's a good every now and then, but it's nothing. I would never be like a favorite donut. Oh man. I love, I love donuts. Um, and this is going to sound super lame, uh, but it's my favorite. Uh, my overall arching single favorite is, um, old fashioned cake donut plain done. Well, like lots of nutmeg, spicy. Yeah. Okay. Old fashioned. My second favorite. It, and I do like cake donuts a, over like the puffy totally. ones. Yeah. My second favorite. I normally don't like donuts filled with stuff, but down the road, there's this little like Mennonite uh, grocery store and they make donuts every day that are awesome and they're massive. And there's this one that is the um, coconut custard filled donut. So it has white icing with like Ooh. toasted coconut flakes on top and coconut or vanilla custard filling and dude it is so good that donut's one like you eat it and you're full for an hour you know like it's a heavy duty donut what about you yeah uh my favorite donut these days though i don't eat donuts a ton i do love donuts um blueberry donut from hertz donuts amazing yeah yeah. 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 Blueberry. The kind of thing about Hertz donuts well. is they charge you more if you pick your donut out yourself than what? Uh, if they get a pick it for you. But sometimes they, they got cool people behind the counter and you'll get a, you know, a dozen donuts or whatever. And they'll ask you, is there one that like you definitely want? Um, so you gotta get a cool guy or girl behind the counter and be like, Hey, throw me, throw me some blueberries in there, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. and sometimes they do it, but it's like a dollar, $2 oh, more if, if if nice. you pick them out compared to them picking them out, um, but that's man, weird. Hurts man. donuts, who so good? Hurts so good, so good. All right, dude. What? I'm now that I want a donut, and probably everyone listening wants a donut. What are we doing, man? Our hope study is done. <laughs> Where are we going with this, and why? And what's the plan for the next five to thirty weeks? You know, like give me all the deets. <laughs> Five to thirty weeks. You think we plan that far ahead? <laughs> <laughs> Very rarely do we plan That's that far ahead. Um, it's funny. We feel. I feel like we've been in the hope study for a long time. But part of that was we took a lot of weeks off during the hope study. Either you were sick, or I was. It dying. was. 
or something There's was the going sickness, on. sickness. There was general summer oh, you're activity. Traveling. Now we're in fall, and we're going to be it was through the equally, summer. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be probably equally hit or miss, but maybe a little more committed, and we're going to do our best to be here. Well, I think we only released like one podcast in the entire month of September. Uh, so <laughs> Dude, we took a hit there. Double COVID <laughs> plus travel travel. It was a you know, come on. Yeah, I was I was. was fine until Andrew gave me COVID over our Zoom call. And then yeah, I, I still feel bad about that. And Zoom has not admitted to me that or Zencaster has not admitted to me that um that, that can happen. Like I've been I've been emailing and calling them every day, probably 10 to 30 times a day. And uh, they good. haven't accepted liability yet. So I'll keep you posted. Freaking, freaking Zencaster. July, <laughs> first week of July is when we started. That's like, crazy. That was a long one for wow. me. 10 weeks. But <clears throat> yeah. Dude, these what things take time. Hey, I don't recommend you getting the COVIDs. It could be scary. Here's the crazy thing can we get political? Just for a second. And yeah. I always say political because somehow COVID got political and it's really not. But let yeah, me give you some about? <clears throat> I don't know the name of the drug. Uh, I forgot. It, it's a drug that Joe Rogan <clears throat> took. So Google Joe Rogan COVID. Uh, he got in a lot of hot water for it. But he, it's he all talked there. about there, ivermectin, which I know nothing about. Ivermectin. Yeah. Which kicked his COVID in a day and a half. No symptoms, day and a half thing. The crappy thing wow. about COVID is you don't know how it's going to hit you until it hits right. you. And the crappy thing right. is like you get sick, even if it's like minor sick, you're tired, you lose your taste and whatnot. Um, you feel a little bit yeah. of, you know, in the throat kind of thing. Uh, uh-huh. But then it starts to get better. So like day day six, seven, eight, you start to get better. You're like, oh, I'm over this. This is awesome. And then I'm if you're going to go. take a dive, uh, you're going to take a dive nine or 10. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. at nine or 10, it's too late to take all those drugs that actually are going to fight it off. Like at that point, they're just trying to clear your lungs out of all the crap that has been built up in there, um, which is miserable. Um, So like, I just recommend, Hey, you get COVID and start showing the symptoms, call your doctor and see if they'll prescribe it. Some doctors won't because I learned this from my doctor uh, in the hospital is if they don't, there's, there's laws in place for COVID that doctors and hospitals can't be sued for wrongful death. Um, hmm. if they abide by all the CDC guidelines. So oh. the CDC doesn't prescribe the ectromectin uh, or whatever it's called. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. So you have to find a doctor that actually will do it for you and is willing to take on the liability. Of, Dang. You know, something bad happening and getting sued for it. But that's how that's how they're covering it all. That's how they that's get people crazy. to do what they want is if you want to be covered by, you have to follow their rules. <clears throat> but that's apparently, crazy. apparently there's a lot of data out there stuff is pretty powerful uh, in beating hmm. off COVID. So it's worth looking into the wow. second you get it, just in case you think it's wow. going to go bad. <clears throat> like, yeah, I'm overweight, but other than that, I'm extremely healthy. Uh, right. Like all my, right. I have low bl- blood pressure and all that fun stuff and everything, all my, you know, uh, blood work comes back great. And yeah. I got hit hard. So um, you never yeah. know how it's going to hit you. And I recommend there's no harm in reaching out to your doctor and saying, hey, I want this. Uh, because yeah. it's going to help me fight this stuff off. Because you don't want to no harm, no foul. And pay whatever bill, whatever bill is coming my way. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Which the benefit of going to the hospital for those kinds of things is they let you like forget about it by the time they send you the bill. It's like three or four months <laughs> later. And then you're like, I, <laughs> totally. I owe $8,000. <laughs> oh, crap. How much What's did insurance they charge for? Me? <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's the real question. Um, I don't think this is political. But what is insurance for, man? It's like, it's like, hey, we're yeah. here to not help for all your daily needs. Um, unless you nearly die, then we'll sort of help, but we'll charge you a lot and we'll raise your rate for needing our help. It's like, dude, what are you for? Well, the crazy What's thing going too, on? It's a scam. The crazy thing too is like you have your your minimums that when you meet your minimums, you're not like no more out of pocket stuff, but. No more out of pocket stuff is like doctor's visits. Anything above that, um, <laughs> like they're only going to cover 80%, 90% of, of oh, like you're still going to get hit with a bill. Um, you're just like, I think you're just collecting money for fun. I'm going to yeah. start an insurance yeah. company. I wonder how that works. Dude, Make some money. I just, oh, I hate insurance so much. But um, yeah, don't get, don't get COVID. But if you do, look into those things because... The worst that can happen is your doctor say no or that you just get sick with COVID the way you were going to anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, it does hit everybody differently and it's weird. And, and the uh, thing is you don't know how it's going to hit you until you're like in it. And by mm -hmm. the time it re realize how bad it's going to be, um, you're like, it's too late. All, to take by the, the time I realized how bad it was going to be, I was already taking a four to six hour nap in Costco parking lot and just realized like, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what is happening? Um, so yep, yeah, man, it's true. Beware. Well, that's the thing is like, I'm telling people I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm better. Like things are me going good. And then things went bad really fast. And that's what they told me. Mm -hmm. You know, then my doctor told me like, that's how it works. You start to feel better. And then if you're going to take a dive, you're going to take a dive at nine, 10, 11 days into it. Mm -hmm. And my problem is I didn't know when I got it. Um, or yeah. when I started to feel like symptoms, I was guessing between a couple of days. Uh, cause at first I just thought I wasn't sleeping well, like my body was aching and that kind of stuff. And I just thought I slept funny, um, is how it felt. And then that was a couple of days. And then you're like, Oh no, I think something actually is going on here. But yeah. I don't know how we got on that conversation, but, um, <laughs> just giving you some helpful COVID advice. Uh, right. Andrew sent over this verse because Jesus spoke to Andrew through this verse. Uh, I just loved it. Second yeah. Corinthians 4, yeah. 16 through 18. I'm going to read it. And then Andrew's going to kind of share what he felt like Jesus told him through it all. Yeah. No great. And then you can, uh, uh, then you can this, jump in that train. Yeah. Yeah. So this is second Corinthians four. This is Paul writing to the Corinthians in his second letter. Um, shoot. I lost the verse 16 through 18, 18. Yep. Um, sorry, I'm looking where he's at in the conversation. Covenant, yeah, no yeah. He's just going through some order stuff at the church and addressing certain things that um, uh, they were dealing with. <clears throat> but here it is. Mm. Therefore, this is the NIV, by the way. Uh, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving us eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes on what's, uh, what is not on what is seen, but on what, on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Boom. Thanks for the great reading, dude. Um, it's funny. Like 
Uh, so I I work at a Christian nonprofit, and one awesome benefit of that is that we get to do um, devos every once in a while. Like I think it's every two weeks we have a team devotional that is is pretty cool. I I led one a while back on pride and humility. Um, today, one of my coworkers led one on um, basically emotions and like the role of emotions and why. God created them and gave them to us as a gift and all kinds of things. It was really, really good and really insightful. And this morning, um, this verse was used. She used this verse as as one of the like kind of guiding posts around that. Um, and I don't know. It was like I hadn't like I've read the Bible and First and Second Corinthians a bunch of times, and I've listened to it. I say the whole Bible. I've read the whole Bible a couple times. I've read the New Testament or listened to it a lot of times. But it was like I heard this for the first time almost this morning. And I don't know what that's about. But like each piece of this stands out to me as like a powerful thought. So even just that first little chunk, therefore we do not lose heart. Stop. (laughs) Period. You know, therefore... We do not lose heart. And I know that's the continuation of some of the thoughts before it. But um, to me, man, that's that's the role and power of hope in our lives. Like we've talked about the hope study a lot. Um, and like this idea of like losing heart, you know, giving up, um, throwing in the towel, doing all the things that are like the most antithetical to our American culture out there, you know, of like, yeah, yeah, I'm done trying. Like, this is over. My effort's done. I've lost heart in this, you know, like quitting the marathon halfway through and and just stopping walking and sitting down, you know, whatever that might look like, like the role of hope, I think is really, really important. Um, and, And I know we've maybe beat that to death over the last like 10 episodes of the hope study. Maybe not. I don't know. But therefore, we do not lose heart, or we do not lose heart. Like, stubbornly staying in a hopeful state matters. Um, stubborn, stubbornly being uh, hope-filled matters. Because, I mean, we're talking, we, you know, a lot of our conversation just now about COVID was like joking and light and, and all of that. But realistically... Even if if you get it and you're fine after a couple weeks, like you know, when you get sick, it's easy to lose heart. Like if you're if you're just feeling like you have half the energy as as normal and you're not sleeping right and your brain's not working as quick as as it normally would, like I felt that brain fog and fatigue and tiredness and like it's no fun to have a week of that, two weeks of that, three weeks a month to lose your sense of smell and taste and have like small joys in your life removed of how good coffee tastes and how delicious a donut is and all these things like they're small things right like you can survive without a sense of smell or taste but they're they're still negative they're still like oh i had it this way and now it's gone and it's like there are just a million circumstances in our day-to-day life, whether it be getting sick, whether it's COVID or anything else, or even something more serious, you know, like regardless of what that looks like, there's there's physical, 
things in our life, like being sick or even just being underslept, that that can cause me to kind of be like, man, I feel a little less hope-filled today. I feel like I have a little less life to give to others around me today. I feel a little less positive and optimistic about the future today. I feel a little more dread-filled or a little more uh, pessimistic or a little more like, well, what's the point of it all? Or why do I keep trying so hard at this thing today? You know, so not losing heart, <laughs> being stubbornly stuck on staying hopeful matters, I guess. So that's that's my first thought. And that's only like a little tiny chunk of, of that first verse. But I don't know, man, anything uh, that sparked in you as I was going on that that stubbornness of staying hopeful? Yeah, I, I think um, like it, it, it. I I think this whole verse kind of boils down to it boils down to two things. One is we're not living for now; we're living for later. Um, yeah, which is really hard for us to do. But I think the second, and, and I think the key to that is verse eighteen. Um, so we fix our mm-hmm. eyes on what's not what it, not on what's seen, but what is unseen. Um, since yeah. what is seen is temporary, and what is unseen is eternal. Um, like yeah. the only piece that we have in this whole story. Um, is our ability to foster relationship with Jesus. Um, like that's the unseen piece, right? Like that's, hmm. that's the piece that we can't necessarily tangibly hold um, physically at least. Um, but, but spiritually we can have deep, deep relationships with Jesus and um, focus in on those things. Um, I, I think too, like <clears throat> you're going to go through seasons that um, you're less relational with Jesus than other seasons. And we have to be really careful about that. Like for me, when I was going through COVID stuff, like I was down for a month. So like, it's like yeah. February 3rd or something like that. Um, or February, September 3rd when I got it yeah. and I came out of it the first week of October. So like an entire yeah. month wasted. Um, and as I was like reflecting back on that month, like I, I didn't do a lot of fostering relationship with Jesus, like halfway through it, I realized, Oh shoot, like this could be really bad. I probably should start reaching out to people and get them to start praying. Uh, and then I should start praying and talking to Jesus about all this. But other yeah. than that, like I was in bed, so I was exhausted, uh, mm-hmm. dealing with fevers and all that fun stuff. So I didn't I didn't foster a relationship with Jesus that entire month um until you realized, oh shoot, like this is actually this is actually a real thing I need to dig into. Um, yeah. the crazy thing is you have so much extra time on your hands because you're stuck in bed, um yeah. not doing anything. But at the same time, unfortunately, uh, I didn't take that time to foster relationship with Jesus. Instead, I just slept, which I don't think Jesus is like, Josh, you missed out on an opportunity. You're a horrible dirtbag of a person. <laughs> I think Jesus 100% understands where I was at and, and loves me anyways uh, in the midst of it all. Um, but like the only thing that we can do to not lose heart, the only thing we can do to not let the trials um uh, or troubles, you know, take us out or, or beat us down is to foster a relationship with Jesus, um, to talk with him about those things, to, to uh, let him carry the weight of those things, to be completely honest and open about all of it. And then how you're feeling about all of it and letting it all out. Um, and we've talked about this before. Like, <clears throat> I think oftentimes when we find ourselves in difficult seasons, um, we pray about it. Uh, but our prayers are usually pretty simple. So it's, you know, God, this is what's going on. I want you to fix it <clears throat> or fix it this way. Um, and it's not completely uh, vulnerable and exposing. Um, and that's yeah. what you're going for when you're fostering relationship with Jesus. So it'd be, you know, 
God, this, this thing happened and this is how it made me feel. And here's the fears that are sneaking in. And I got, I think these are lies that I'm believing and like, let it all out. Let, let all the emotion, let it, how, how it's making you feel, um, let all that out for Jesus. Like that's what it means to lay something at the feet of the cross. Um, I think oftentimes we're, we're simple with that uh, request because we're frustrated because we're hurt because we think Jesus isn't doing enough um, yeah. in the midst of those things. But the reality is he's going to work thing, all things out for you know, those who love him. So we have to trust that truth, um, even if it's hard and difficult. <clears throat> like I've gone through difficult seasons in the midst of it, um, frustrated and angry and at times blaming God and, <clears throat> you know, having those heated conversations with God uh, about the things going on. And then you look, you know, time and perspective, I'm able to look back now and be like, man, like, look what, look what Jesus was at work and doing. Um, yeah. You know, if these things didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm today. I wouldn't be doing these things. I wouldn't be, you know, so on and so forth. And mm-hmm. not that, like, I look at my life today and there's, there's big, there's big goals and big dreams I'm trying to achieve and um, things I think Jesus called me to that are going to walk, you know, he's going to walk with me through those things. Um, and I wouldn't have those dreams today if I didn't go through trials of the past. Right. right. Um, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have pushed into, you know, financial dreams, <clears throat> you know, um, yeah. And chasing after those things because I was content with where I was at. Like I, I, and I don't say, I don't say this because this is how Jesus is going to work in your life, but right. um, because of what, because the position I was in and the time that I had to dedicate to those things, I didn't have extra time on my hands to work on other things. Like right. I make more money today than I've ever made in my life. Um, between yeah, but you, you were job super that I actually hard because you started a, a business on the side that when you were in this log of full-time ministry, you would have never had the chance to do that, you know, exactly. like alone, you never dream. would have had the time or capacity. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, I have a design business where I do branding and website design. So if you need some website and branding design, I'm not cheap. So like if <laughs> typically I work with companies with a million plus, uh, in annual revenue, uh, if that's not where you're at, then I'm probably not your guy. Um, but uh, if you are in that category, birchdesigns.com um, is, is our, is the company website, but um, I'll help you out. I'll make you look good. But um, yeah, like those are dreams that I would never have um, chased after or tried to achieve. Um, if, if I let the troubles of the time, like I had to go through his troubles to get to this place. So I guess is the point of all of what, what I'm saying. Like there's things that Jesus wants you to go through that are extremely difficult, um, that are uh, at times even hurtful, um, but they're, they're troubles he needs you to go through for you to achieve what, what he's trying to achieve inside of you. Whether it's growth inside of you, whether it's um, changing direction in your head, what, like there's a variety of ways that Jesus does these things, but like you have to go through trials. Those are the things that sharpen us. Those are the things that yeah. Jesus uses to, to push us forward. And what the hell? I'm sorry, but I just found there's a turd on my office carpet. <laughs> dog is gonna die. Are you oh, serious? How have uh, I never seen that before? <laughs> like behind two boxes, I could just barely Dude. sit inside of it. Oh man, dog. you were on you were on such a great track. <laughs> such a oh, he's gonna die. Uh, you were on. So such when I was a down and out, like my, he wasn't going oh, out enough. Man. So like oh. he pooped all over my bedroom. 
so I eventually dumped them at my parents' house because, like, I can't, I can't take. Oh them. man! Um, and this is probably from that time. You that is kill just I mean, that's too funny, gonna dude. Be. He's gonna die. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where I was with all that. <laughs> we'll try to get back on track. Sorry. Um, if oh, anyone was man. looking for a, a Jack Russell Wire Terrier mix, um, I have one for you. Uh, he's for a good free. dog. He, he responds to Jack most of the time. He occasionally um, takes secret poops you in your office. Yeah. Yeah. And he takes secret, secret poops in your house. So, but some people like that. It's like a hide and seek game. Then you go find him. Because um, he <laughs> knows what he's doing. Like because, that. like, not in the middle of my office, it's like between boxes. He had to sneak back there. He's like, this is the perfect spot. To hide my poop. <laughs> uh, I can't he's believe he's that. He knows dude. I'm talking about him. Oh, he's man. just laying there, like his eyes are wide open, but he's acting <laughs> like he's not paying attention. He knows. He freaking knows. Uh, he knows, dirty. man. <laughs> totally knows. Oh, that's Sorry. so funny. <laughs> but to get to get back to, I don't know what the point I was making at the time, but oh, there, there's trials that you have to go through to, for Jesus to get to where he wants you to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And I know that sucks. Like I get it. Trials are hard. Right. Um, they're hard to stay, to not lose heart. They're hard to, to keep hope. Um, but it's in the midst of those things that Jesus is doing a lot of work on who you are and your heart and how you perceive things and how you work through things that um, he's changing inside of you. Uh, sometimes he does this with your knowledge. Sometimes he doesn't. You don't even know what he's up to. Um, but a little bit of time perspective um, is always going to help. Um, so yeah. hold on to the truth that you know Jesus is going to work out um for good, all those who yeah. love him. Um, so no matter mm-hmm. what you may be going through, like there's a there's an external glory that outweighs them all. Um, there's yep. something bigger that Jesus is up to that you're you're going to benefit from. Yeah, um, and I'm not saying it. I know my example is financial, but um, it's not going to be necessarily financial. Like there's a, I wouldn't say that was the blessing <clears throat> in the midst of my trials. It was different perspectives for me and different things to chase after and different things to dream about that I wouldn't have ever dreamed about if I was still if I didn't go through those trials is my point. And for me, well, you know, yeah, and, my dreams, my dreams benefited me and I make more money, but yeah, that's, and that's one benefit. Life. That is one, one good benefit, you know, but, um, not to like belabor the point, but you know, there, I remember, I don't know, like four to six months after you started the job that you're doing now, maybe it was your previous role, but at, at that employer, um, you told me something like, man, I, there are things that I've learned about being on a team that I never would have learned in a a full-time ministry context before this. Like, so you're carrying that forward. And as you, as you launch a church, you know, it's like, you'll be better for it. And the church will have a, have a good shot at having a better culture and all the things because of that, you know, it's like you, you get, you go through a hard time that leads to a different opportunity that might feel weird and strange, but then over time you see the added benefits. And I don't just mean benefits mm-hmm. of like finance or learning, but like in this case, that's what it is. You know, like there's a couple of those and there's probably a lot more things that you'll realize either while you're in this role or at some time in the future when you've changed and you're in something else, you know, but you, you take yeah. those things with you and it's always uncomfortable in the moment. Um, but, but it always like, I don't know, God's, I feel like when we're, we're, I think that when we're doing what we can to walk in the, to take the next right step that God has for us, that he always has something to bless us with as a result of that. Um, whatever that thing might be, whatever those relationships might be, the, 
Um, sometimes it's things like finance or moving to a place that is better to raise your family in. Um, like that was one benefit from a job change that um, that I experienced. You know, while I, I love Colorado and love the people we had there. Um, to to raise our family long term, being close to family and in a rural setting is way better, you know, from our perspective. Um, so that was a hard, uncomfortable change that we slogged through, and now we see the hopeful side of, you know. But man, while I'm while I'm thinking about uh, coworkers and bragging on things uh, from from work, a couple weeks ago I got to be with my team uh, in uh, in person. We hadn't like actually done that. And, uh, in the six months I've been in this job or five months anyway, um, my friend on the team, uh, shared this quote that wasn't his quote, but, um, it's that we, we overestimate what we can do in a day, but underestimate what we can do in a year. Um, and I really liked that because while the quotes like in the business and work and goal context, like Something you and I, Josh, have talked about is like when you get to milestones in a year, say it's New Year's Eve, you know, once a year, whatever that milestone is. As a culture, New Year's Eve is a big one. You know, we all make resolutions and stuff. Well, a good thing to do if you're a Christ follower is like take a minute and prayerfully maybe journal, maybe just pray. I I don't know, whatever makes sense to you, but take some time and reflect on like, man, am I more the person that God wants me to be today than I was a year ago today or, you know, six months ago today, where whatever that season is, um, that can be a good marker um, and, and reflect on that. And like, if you've been trying to take the next right step in following Jesus, even if your life didn't feel exceptionally hope-filled every day of that year, if you're taking the the next right step and you're trying to be obedient in that, then I pretty much guarantee you that you're going to look at that span of time uh, when you have some perspective on it and go like, wow, like I've actually was transformed in quite a few ways over this year or over this six month period or whatever it is. Um, because God's always at work and like our effort matters in that but more more than our effort i think our obedience matters in that of just like am i trying to take the next right step you know um and it doesn't often look big and flashy and super exciting um but when you have some space to reflect on it like then you'll start to have those things that back to that thought of therefore we do not lose heart you know then you can have those things where you can point to them and say well i see how god transformed my life in this way, <laughs> I see what he did for me in that season and in that season. And then you hit that moment where there's some sort of low point in your spiritual life or mm-hmm. in your life overall. And then you can start to look back and go, well, he was faithful there. He was good to me there. Mm-hmm. He taught me this here. He gave me this gift and this blessing here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, maybe today sucks. Maybe your day sucks as you listen to this. Yeah, We all have that sometimes. It's okay. <laughs> Like, but we do not lose heart because we have these things to look back on. Uh, we have these things to keep track of. And we have we have a God that is not dead. Uh, we serve a God and we follow in the way of, of Jesus, the way he lived um, today, you know, and, and we have hope 
because of it. Uh, so I've been been going for a minute, but I'll pause there, Josh. Well, I think too, like I, I had this thought in my head, like um, I, I not that you want to play the comparison game, like the comparison game will, will kick your butt most most times. Yeah, but yeah. I think I think there's power in those that if you've ever had the opportunity to do a short term mission trip um, somewhere. So typically you're you're headed to a, a place or a country or a, a people group that may be less off um, than you. And I'm not like yeah. you're not the holy savior coming in, like go into nope. hell, be humble. Um, but yep. there, there's a benefit in it for yourself of you get to see those that are, are in a lot of trouble. Um, like all the, all the cards seem to be stacked against them. But what you'll find in those environments is you're going to find run into people that love Jesus, um, that are in the midst of really hard things in life. And yet they carry such a high level of joy and a high level of hope um, that it oftentimes is mind boggling or baffling. Um, because you look at their life and you're like, how could you have so much hope? But they, they found it. Like they learned how to foster a relationship with Jesus. And they learned how to rely on Jesus no matter what life throws at them and the circumstances they may be finding themselves in. And yet they continue to have hope and joy. So I, I, practically, I would say if you have an opportunity for a short-term mission trip, take it. Um, like yeah. go see how others live. And you're going to be you're going to be ministered to and blown away by what Jesus reveals to you in the midst of those things as people like. I can think of, uh, we used to do um, tri- trips to um, border towns in Mexico when I was in high school. And I can still remember certain women um, that were there that like so genuine, um, so excited, um, so uh, hopeful and um, in love with who Jesus is and what Jesus has done for them. And yet they're living in in a house that, you know, is made out of pallets <clears throat> um, kind of thing. Uh, and like that made an impact on me because you're able to look and say, man, like, here I am uh, bitching and angry about something so trivial in comparison. Um, mm. And yet I, I don't have any hope. I, I'm frustrated and not full of joy. And yet here's yeah. someone that um, from a standard of living is drastically different than mine um, can have hope um, and joy. Like how do we continue yeah. to follow? And it's fostering relationship with Jesus. Like as you foster relationship with Jesus, like your priorities will change um, as Jesus changes you and, and you know, uh, shapes you in a different way. Like it's, it's the end of verse 16. Therefore, outwardly you're wasting away, but inwardly you're being renewed day by day. Yeah. Like as you foster relationship with Jesus, these things become true. So like your priorities start to change. Um, what matters to you starts to change and you'll be blown away by, um, the, the perspective that Jesus gives you about things that used to really bother you. And now they're, they're trivial, um, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, so I, I would argue, like, you've got to continue fostering relationship with Jesus. It's the key to all of this. It's the secret sauce. And I can't say it enough. And you're going to be like, yeah, I get it, Josh. But the reality is you don't do it. So, like, sure, you get it, but you're not fostering relationship with Jesus. I know you're not um, because statistics tell us you're not. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you can be like, well, I know I, I, I tried. You, you haven't seriously just start talking with Jesus, spending time with Jesus. Uh, foster a relationship with Jesus and watch what Jesus does in the midst of those things. Have deep, hard conversations with Jesus about where you're at, what you're thinking, the doubts that you may, may carry, the fears that, that seem to grab you, the anxiety that grabs a hold of your heart at times. Like Dig into those things with Jesus and let him start to work them out. Um, yeah. Spend time in his recorded word. 
um, seeing the things that he's already spoken to um, that have drastic impact on your own heart and your own life. Um, you're going to be blown away when you choose to foster a relationship with Jesus, how much life change and renewing is happening day by day as you yeah. walk with him. doesn't mean circumstance in life are going to get better. doesn't mean like all of a sudden because you're fostering a relationship with Jesus, you're not dealing with certain anxieties. You're, you're not dealing with uh, certain shortcomings that, that you wish weren't true about yourself or about your, you know, whatever trials in front of you. Um, but in the midst of those trials, in the midst of those circumstances, um, you can learn to still have hope. You can learn to still have joy. You can still you can focus on the things that are unseen rather than what's seen. Things that are eternal than than rather temporary. Um, you'll be blown away by by the heart changes. And it's a journey. It doesn't happen overnight. Um, you're not going to see results. You know, tomorrow necessarily. Yeah. Jesus may. Jesus, Jesus, do what he wants. But mm-hmm. um, in general, in my experience, it takes time. It takes time to have these conversations with Jesus. It takes time um, to learn obedience as he tells you to do different things in the midst of those conversations. Um, Like it takes time for, for things to start happening. There's trials that are still in front of you that Jesus wants you to, to push through and go through. um, So you can learn certain things and change and let him change certain things about who you are and and what he's trying Mm -hmm. to accomplish in you or heal wounds um, in the past that you may be carrying still from people or circumstances. Like there, there's plenty of things that Jesus is going to start to work in. And six months from now, like, you know, we, we say this all the time. Like, do you, are you more like Jesus today than you were six months ago? Like if the answer is no, then you're not walking with Jesus. Um, You can lie to yourself and say that it's yes, but the reality is be really honest with that question because it matters. Um, But you're going to start to see changes. You're going to start to see things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. You're going to see things Mm -hmm. that um, were difficult for you that are, that are just common for you now that they're easy to, to do. So I I would dig into that relationship with Jesus, foster it. It's the secret sauce. We talked about it in I don't know how many podcast episodes, but like we've tried to nail it and speak to it often. But for whatever reason, as Christians, it's the last thing that we do. Right. Uh, Going to church, worshiping Jesus. Those are the easy things. Like getting in your car and be like, man, I just had a great old worship session. That's awesome. But that's the easy thing. Like, let's be honest. Um, Like singing a song and letting it get, get you all the feels. Like that's the easy stuff. Uh, yeah. It's it's digging into foster relationship with Jesus and talking about the hard things that is extremely difficult for us to do. Uh, but man, so much more fruitful. It's not on the surface. It's not a facade. It's not um, uh, uh, just surface level change. Like yeah. uh, I would argue worship is um, like worship's great. It's important. God should be worshiped. He deserves our worship. Um, but at the same time, like from our perspective, what we get out of it, is, is highly surface level. Um, it makes you feel good in the moment. It gives you all the feels. I would argue, this may be controversial, but I would argue that music does that in general. Hmm. Like music gives us the feels. Um, so how do you know it's the spirit moving? And how do you know it's just not, it's just not music doing what music does? Um, so it, it's a horrible barometer um, yeah. on whether or not you're walking with Jesus. Um, whether yeah. or not you're in good relationship, walking, fostering relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Um, fostering relationship with Jesus is just like fostering relationship with anybody else. Like yeah. if I sing worship songs to Andrew, it may be great. Like it may be a great moment where I just feel, man, I just, 
I just worshiped Andrew like no other. But the reality <laughs> is relationship did not increase. <laughs> like, right. you know, we have conversations with Andrew. When we talk about things with Andrew, yeah. I learn more about who Andrew is and he learns yeah. more about who I am. Mm-hmm. Andrew in, in the G's relationship, you know, he knows everything about us, but he, sometimes he plays dumb just so we talk about things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it's relationship, relationships, relationship, whether it's a human being or God himself um, fostering relationship the same. And the reality is I would say, if you start looking around in your friendships, you might have bad friendships in reality mm. because you're just not fostering a relationship. Maybe that's the issue is you just don't know how to foster a relationship yeah. um, in general, um, which I think I don't, I don't say that to, to put you down. I would say that that's no. the norm of the human condition today is we just don't know how to foster a relationship. We're not good at pursuing people uh, yeah. for whatever reason. Um, but that's, that's, that's what we do. We pursue people to foster a relationship and get to know them and understand who they are. Um, and, and, you know, share ourselves with them as well in a vulnerable way so we can be real and the authentic us. And we do the same thing with Jesus. We pursue Jesus, um, through prayer. We pursue Jesus through the reading of his recorded word. Um, we pursue Jesus, uh, learning more about who he is and his character and how it relates to us and relates to the world and relates to purpose and relates to everything around us. Um, and as we dig into those things, we learn more about um, who he is from a character deep level. Um, and, and you know, that's the thing that gets us through. So when life gets hard, troubles show up, um, it's in the midst of those. Jesus is still Jesus. And I get to have hope and joy um, because I know my yeah. God is is working on my behalf and he's still sitting on his throne. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> I think that's it's huge for us. I know it's not easy. I get it. Like for whatever reason, maybe the enemy's just really really freaking good in this area, but we just don't foster a relationship with Jesus. And then we wonder why everything seems so hard um, Mm -hmm. and everything seems so urgent and important um, when in all reality it's temporary. um, Mm -hmm. And we just don't take the time to slow down, to spend time with Jesus. So that'd be my encouragement to you. And it's been our encouragement to, to you probably for 60 episodes at this point, we've mentioned it at some point or another, but I'm telling you, like, this is the thing that's going to get you through it. It's the secret sauce that we constantly miss Mm -hmm. because, because it seems hard or maybe not as important as other things. I don't know what it is, but foster spend time relationship with Jesus uh, is, is going to be key to, to making sure you don't lose heart to being renewed day by day. Um, and in the yeah. midst of mo- momentary and light troubles, um, that there's an internal, there's an internal glory um, that God is working out inside of you as he molds and shapes you into who he's called you to be. That doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen overnight. Right. Um, it, it happens because you've been intentional in, in, in fostering relationship with yeah. Jesus. And I know I, talked for a really 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 long time but andrew do you have any closing thoughts dude i have just one closing thought and it's not that um not that uh crazy or exciting but i don't know maybe this but uh we would love to hear from you if you're listening to this and you can reach out to us through our email uh on instagram we're terrible at posting on there but you can reach us and we'll get it and uh would love to understand your thinking but Read 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, and let us know what you think. Let us know what we missed. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. See ya. Good to see you. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. 
And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.